Hey everyone. Um, so healing is not just about um, dissolving um, the attachments and the pain and everything that you've gone through right in your life, all the traumas. When you're in the medicine, healing is also about information, right? It, if you're healed in the medicine, it gives you the information as you're healing about how we're made. And it's really amazing, actually. Um, it's certainly been the case for me, sort of in conjunction with going through this sort of forest of fire, which is really what it was, um, also, as you go up to your resistances, as you face the things that hold you hostage, you also understand how the universe works, right? Or how it works in this other realm. So it's this magnificent combination of healing, which is already in itself a victory and an incredible prize and the lottery. And when I say healing is that there's a return back to you, to your connection, you're cleansed of this, whatever it is that your trauma was or whatever kept you, you know, hostage in that place. Which by the way, in itself is, you know, it's a very difficult journey. This is, a, this is not easy at all. So, you know, my heart goes out to anyone who's doing this work, um, especially in the medicine, because it's just, uh, you have to wake up to so much and see so much. Um, so there's not only the, the lottery ticket of having the medicine on your side, the plants on your side helping you heal, but there's also the understanding of the universe that you get in this unlocked consciousness, right? So I think one of the most powerful things that I've understood is that we're in a very small locked consciousness. We're in a really tiny corner of the universe, right? This, this dimension with these restrictions, with these physics, right? With these rules is locked and small. And it is sort of the Goldilocks life, right? Because everything is perfect on this planet and not, right? Um, you know, all of the angels must have conspired to make this place work, you know, the sky, the air, etc. The chance of this existing is, is, you know, what these scientists say is very difficult, right? So it's a perfect combination of elements to create this place, right? It's a sacred place. Um, at the same time, when you go into the medicine, you're going into an unlocked consciousness. It's almost like you're going into the furnace of everything, where everything is built, where there is so much more information, where you can go into the past and in the future, where you can really travel back into, you know, many other pasts, right? Where there are other forms of healing, there's an advanced technology of, I would call them just entities. I mean, I was operated on twice by what I can only describe as entities. I mean, hundreds of these little doctors all around me, inside my organs. Um, and you could say, well, it's a supercomputer, right? Or it's the mothership or whatever, but I don't, it doesn't matter what you call it. It's not this, 
it's not regulated by the restrictions that we have here. I cannot get into my past here. I can't see this vast landscape of myself here, the connection, my, where I am in the network. I don't have access to that supercomputer here, right? I have to go into that unlocked consciousness to get that healing, to see that stuff, to get that understanding. And what also seems clear to me is that where everything is energy in a different form, right? You can either have water as a piece of ice, a piece is a steam or just liquid, right? Everything is energy appearing as something in a frozen form, in a liquid form, in a get right? It's it's just energy flowing. And it seems to me that there's a sequencing of of stuff that's showing up here that's coming from source. Whatever you want to call it. I have no idea. Let's just call it source. You can call it Benjamin, right? But this thing is churning out, you know, black holes, people, dogs, seahorses, right? Caterpillars. And everything that's arriving arrives ready to be sequenced. In other words, a rose is not going to show up as an alligator. It's going to show up as a rose. Why? Because it has a script. If the script says you're going to show up as a rose, right? And I, I see it really like an, uh, this egg in which there are three things or a nucleus. There's a script, right? There's the energy and there's consciousness. Those are the three things that we need here, yeah, right? If I show up, I'm going to have a script. I'm going to show up as this human being with brown hair, brown eyes. There's consciousness, which I'm aware of who I am, of being this thing. And then there's energy. The energy is going to propel me into becoming this thing. I think those are the three things that sort of reside inside of us when we arrive. Those are the three things that show up. And then there's the sequencing. In other words, if I'm in a restaurant, first I'm going to cook the food, then it's going to go to the station where they're going to add the vegetables, and they're going to go to the other station where they're going to, you know, plate it, etc. There are all these sort of this natural order of how things happen, right? It's like a doll in a factory. First, it's, its legs go here, its head goes there. And in each station, a piece of you is coming to life. A piece of you is being put together so that you then blossom into whatever it is you're going to blossom into. There is a natural order of nature, right? And perhaps in the next evolution, you know, because of the events in this place, you strengthen to something else and you know, you evolve, you keep evolving. So one of the things about going into this medicine, it seems to me is that I see that there's, when there's some kind of traumatic event or some, something happens in that sequencing. So I'm getting to station three where I'm supposed to put my legs on and there's a virus or there's a hacking. I would say like a hack there. This thing hacks the system, right? There's some kind of disfigurement. You're going along, you know, you're going from station to station, everything's fine, and suddenly something's whack at station three. And some event happens. And there's some kind of interference in the programming. A virus, I would say, right? At that point, and I would call it in here, is terror and fear. 
right? Because in your arrival is your innocence, right? You, you have to go through different stages. You arrive in this innocence and this sweetness and tenderness and and then you grow into this character. You know, it's just, there. everything has a stage and you become a teenager and that has its narrative. Every piece of you, every piece of this discourse, every piece of this blossoming has as something that's going to define that narrative, right? Childhood is defined by sweetness and innocence and ooing and ahhing and, right? And then your teenagers are, just, you know, are, you know, when you start becoming your own independent self, you've had enough growth, etc. You begin to form and separate and grow into this thing, right? Everything has its epoch, its narrative, the conditions of that moment. And in trauma, there's a complete imbalance. And I would say a hack, certainly in my case, it was a theft and it was a disfigurement of a script that was already there, right? We already arrive with our spirit. It returns over and over, right? You can't die. This thing is always, it's always on. You know, this, this techno party is always on. This thing is always on. Even when you're dead, something is happening, right? Even when you're dying, there's an event happening. That's a natural process of you've reached that conclusion now, boom. But in, even there, energetically stuff is happening. You're separating from your body. There's always something going on. You know, the universe hates a vacuum. No, there's not hates, um, abhors. Universe abhors a vacuum. Right, so these traumas, these terrors, it's a hack of the system, right? And so it's like you're left, you know, with one leg and one arm, right? Something happens where a piece of your machinery or a piece of nature, a signal is broken, there's an interference. There's a piece of you that's shut down. So what happens in trauma? Well, the terror overwhelms us, so we paralyze. We sever from ourselves because we can't handle that piece of it. Okay, now we're, we're, we're limping. Now there's been an interference in our machinery, right? You can't have a fantastic Swiss watch without all the pieces. If I take, start taking pieces away from it, it doesn't work, right? It, it really is like an interference in the program. And if this event happens over and over, again, more and more of you is disabled, literally disabled. And whilst you may look the part and play the part, we can't see within us the pieces that have been disabled. And what are those pieces? Those pieces are, are pieces of our consciousness, right? It's a disempowerment, right? You know, a sunflower arrives to be a sunflower. I can't interfere in the evolution of that sunflower. But actually, this, things can, right? So, I think the thing about humans is that because we are 
we are quite a complex machine, you know, 10 pieces of, of us can be broken, we can still function, right? In my case, my spirit had to be disabled, right? And so my script had to be shut down. I had to be sent into a coma. Now, every little child in this universe arrives ready to blossom into that person, to that script. I can terrify a child into submission. What does that mean? It means I can literally shut down its script. I can overwhelm it with beliefs and ideas and terror and then force it because it has energy and consciousness. I can still force it to become something else. Even though you're coming in as a sunflower, I can still terrify that sunflower, terrify that spirit and force it to grow into a caterpillar. Right? I can force you to shut down your ideas and your beliefs and who you are and terrify you. It's like a cult, really. I suppose it's like a cult. You know it's all wrong, but it's like you're under a spell. You're in this hypnotic magnetic field, right? Or I can shut you down with religion or blame or judgment or shame. These are all tactics of... Uh, frightening you out of your spirit, right? If I overwhelm you, if I terrify you, I can shut you down, right? And make you believe something else. What does that mean? Well, that means it shuts down your consciousness, right? We naturally have, uh, we arrive with awareness, lot of awareness, right? We arrive with our spirit, with our script, and we arrive with this enormous battery of energy, right? All of it is a flow, right? Einstein said, everything is just energy. The universe, everything that's going on is just energy, right? But I can redirect that energy. I can use, I can source that energy and use it for something else, right? It's like, you know, asking all of Germany to kill all those poor Jews. Like, why did they do it, right? Why did I believe that this was the right thing to do? And I'm not, no shade, I'm just saying, just like, I'm really talking about how we can uh, kidnap other people's spirits, right, with terror and fear and force others to become inhuman, right? How can you sit there and, and kill all the, I mean, it's just, it's, it just, right? But we all, as I say, well, we have it within us. It depends who you feed. You know, you have two people. You have either the wolf or the, the sheep. You know, who do you feed within you, the good or the bad, right? So what I'm saying is that there's a kidnapping, there's a theft of the natural processes processes and sequencing of your 
presence here, right, of your being. And it can be on a vast scale, as it was in Stalin's Russia or, you know, down in Argentina where they're just putting people in stadiums and killing them. And there can be on a vast scale or it can be on a very small scale, but equally as powerful because everything is affecting everything else. So if somebody did something to you as a child and traumatized you, there's a piece of you that's disabled. It doesn't have consciousness. It doesn't have access to its spirit. That spirit is either in the medicine that just buggers off and the shamans call it back or it goes into a coma or you sever from yourself, right? So what's left is, well, it's your energy. The energy is, instead of building you, it's building whatever the trauma has created, right? If you have a screaming, angry father that's, you know, hitting you, etc., well, you're going to live in reflection of that, subdued, castrated, terrified. You're not going to get up and go do your life every day, right? You're living in the memory of having been disabled really and then you think that's life oh this is just me it's not you right there was a disabling condition there was you know an interference a disfigurement of you of your energetic field and in that field in that energetic realm that you come there's a wedge right if I if I throw, right, if I put a sword in a piece of clay, or I must think of a shape, if I, if I stick a, a, a porcupine in a piece of clay, something that's has all that, and then put that clay in the oven, right, into a piece of plaster, right, and I throw like this kind of crazy shape into it and put it in the oven, the clay is going to be built around that crazy shape. You're going to believe that that porcupine or that thing that's wedged in you belongs to you. It's who you are. It's not. But you can't see that because you've severed from it, right? It's an alien piece of stuff. So that's what can happen in this sort of disfigurement of your energetic field, right? You arrive with all of these things ready to go, your script, consciousness, energy, all of it. And then, as I said, station three, there's an interference, there's a hack, you know, that person isn't there that day. Something happened at that station. Well, there's an interference, there's an interruption in the life force, in the life flow. And in my case, it was like a theft, right? I'm going to steal you off the conveyor belt. So, again, you don't know that, you know, somebody's thrown all these weird things into your system, right? To disable your system. To disable your power to tear you down. To own you, right? Which is what fear does. If I terrify you, you have no... Especially if you're... you know, just barely arrived, little child, we know that in that moment, that child is going to respond. It's vulnerable. It's helpless. This is why 
all of this stuff is pure cowardice. Again, if you want to fight me, fight me now. Don't fight. You know, six foot three monster fighting a child, right? So, so again, we're in a locked consciousness here. We can't see this stuff. I can't go into the past here. This is sort of a linear thing. The physics tells me I can't relive yesterday. I may be able to think about it. I may be able to conjure it up in a therapy session, but I can't relive it. Or perhaps they say, if you're in hypnosis, okay. But really, I can't. I can't see the connections. I can't see the whole story here. I can't see the whole network. Therefore, I can't really heal. Right? A therapist might be able to induce a memory, but that's not the same thing. That's still thinking. Right? So what happens in the medicine is you go into an unlocked consciousness. And in that unlocked consciousness, right, is all this advanced technology, i.e. there is no regulating time space. You can move between the past and the present, the future. There's a total fluidity in the energy. It's not frozen like, it's all fluid, right? It's fluid, it's almost like, and then you can see the medicine, because it's fluid, you can see all the connections before, after, now, right? It's almost like, and when the medicines, when you're inside the medicine, it's like literally the supercomputer reading your program. So if I have that event that I severed from because it was too overwhelming, let's say I have it in a code in me, Right, it's coded in my, all that information is in my system, in this body, right? In this realm here, I can't relive that past. It doesn't allow me to, but I have the code of what happened, right? It's like a scanner, you know, it's like I have the code in me. When I go into the medicine, because it's an advanced technology and it's in an unlocked consciousness, the code can be read by a supercomputer and boom, it, that past is relived. I'm in that past. I am that three-year-old. I'm literally in a reality that's more real than here, right? It's like I move into that past as a hologram, but it's a full-on reality. So it's like in the medicine, it's like a supercomputer that reads the code and then creates, you can get the code becomes a reality, right? Only when I relive it in its, all its essence can the change happen within me. It is not, it's still not healing if I talk about it, right? Because it's not affecting the whole system. When I'm in a full-on reality, in an energetic reality, where all, everything is on, your body is on, your brain is on, the smell of the place is on, everything is on, that's when the rewiring can happen. I have to relive the whole thing in a reality, in a consciousness that has all the elements available. I'm not thinking it. It's not a code that I'm thinking about. <clears throat> it's alive, right? 
Everything has to be on. The smell, the people, the sounds, the everything. You, the four-year-old, right? Only then can I remove that object out of my clay, so to speak, out of the plaster. Because then your being is dissolved. Your energetic field is dissolved of that disabling feature. I cannot do it in this locked consciousness. We are restricted by all this stuff, right? The physics, everything. I can't go into that past. In the medicine, in an unlocked consciousness, the supercomputer, whatever is, all the, those things that are going on in that lo- unlocked consciousness where there is no time space, reads the code, reads the event in your system. It tracks it. And then, boom, once you get past the resistance, once you get past being a three-dimensional being, there you are in that full-on reality. It's a reality. It has It's literally you have the code and then the code blows up into the reality. And there you are as a four-year-old, full on in that reality. That's where you heal. Well, why do you heal that? Because at that moment, that blockage, which is in your system as a code, is now fully embraced and lived. Only then does it begin to dissolve. I cannot dissolve a trauma by talking about it. It, It's still energy stuck in my system. I have to go into that past and I have to dissolve it by reliving the events in a reality that's more real than this reality. Only then do I make progress because then that blockage is really moved out and then there's the signal can flow, the energy can flow again right? It literally isn't that moment that that trauma happened, that you have severed from, is literally a blockage in your system. That's sitting there as a code, a piece of information, a piece of software that needs to be lived in its entirety in that past, which you cannot do here but you can do in the medicine, in that altered consciousness, in that unlocked consciousness, right? Those pieces, those codes that have been left, which you've severed from, are the blockages that then create the diseases later on. Why? Because energy has to constantly flow, right? Everything is always in movement. Everything is always in transition. You cannot leave a piece of you stuck, unresolved in that time space, just like hanging there inside of you, right? Why? Because it has energy. It's not dead. It's like, Imagine, right, you went to the cafe, you had the cup of coffee, you had the argument, and then you left. Let's just imagine that scenario, right? In a reality. In a reality. But you've severed from that because you don't want to remember the guy or whatever. Okay. 
or when you were little. So I've severed from it. I don't want to process that. Well, that gets stuck in your energetic field. And that stuckness affects everything in you. Those events that happened to you as a child are literally poisoning everything around you because you can't evolve, you can't move forward, you can't grow and blossom into this huge, crazy, fantastic tree, you know, right? Why? Because this thing is generating energy, it's generating poison because it hasn't been resolved. It's stuck there, it's not moving. So eventually it's gonna make you sick. It's like, you know, if you keep water, right? That's not moving. After a while, or it gets stuck, there's a blockage in your bathroom. After a while, that stuff gets putrid and it flows into your system. So why it's so important to move into this medicine to resolve blockages is because you actually relive them in a space-time continuum that's real. It's not enough that I think about it. I have to live the whole of that energetic field, the feeling, the fear, the smell, the per everything. It's not just I think about it. It's like I'm in it. Which is why it's so difficult in the medicine and you feel so sick. Because first of all, it's been sitting there getting more and more power as you refuse it. But also now it's become really toxic. You've left it for so long, right? But when you release it, when you see it, when you relive it, it that, that dissolves, that blockage dissolves and then the energy can flow. You can keep evolving, you can keep going, right? And we don't have access to this. We don't have access to that here in this consciousness, in this energetic realm. We don't. And so therefore, what, so many people have cancer, they get sick later on. It's because of all these pieces of us that we haven't been able to process. And it's stuff that happens when you're younger, when you're little, when this is, it's embedded in us, like these little poisonous like minefields, right? That again, as the medicine says, when you're younger, you can cushion these things, you don't have to face them. But as you get older, now they've gained tons of momentum and the life force is waning and then they just flood, right? What it says to me is that we have to um, be able to relive the events in a loving, safe environment, which is what the medicine is. And the medicine gives you the reasoning for everything. In other words, it's not like just the event. It's how the event is connected to everything else, to everyone else, to the whole system, right? You have to wake up to and see the whole configuration of you in a system in relationships to all these other things that happened. 
You're not in a vacuum. You live in relationship to everything around you, right? So if there was a moment that, you know, and when you were at station three that you got disabled, it will give you all the information around that event by you'll relive it, you know, you'll see it. And then in the dissolution, in the seeing of it, everything else in your system collapses because the, the, the shaman see you as one unit. You're both, you know, you're physical, you're spiritual, you're emotional, you're just one living, breathing unit of stuff. Everything affecting everything else. So if there's one piece in that circuit that's been affected, right? It affects everything around the structure of that circuit. So you need to address that thing, right? But you need to address it in its actual entirety <clears throat> as the actual event. And again, because it's put into context in the medicine, that event is coming from all these other events. So in my case, I had to see, I had to see that my parents sold me for sexual abuse, and that in itself was a huge, I mean, that had literally taken over my system. And so in that, my little child, you know, was insistent on saving them, so my whole life was focused on that. But I'd abandoned myself, right? to focus on saving them, to save all of us. But behind that, once that had been relived and seen and flushed out and cleansed, was now this bigger event, which was this virus that came from some other planet or whatever, that went out of its way to ensure that I would get basically shut down on arrival. So it had set the trap for me before I even showed up. Right? So again, that needed to be seen. So not only, so I was completely, if I would say I was shut down like, I think 100%, I would say 99, but not, I think I was shut down 100%. I was just barely functioning. I was totally paralyzed by terror and fear because the paralysis was, oh my God, my parents are gonna die from arrival. So you can't arrive to die. You can't arrive into a war zone and be shut down because you're shut down immediately. But then behind that was the bigger picture of this big darker thing that was got a virus that had, was controlling a shitload of stuff, right? A lot of people, not just my own parents. It's full of greed and vileness and whatever. Anyway, so, but the bottom line is, if you're in this dimension, you can't see it. You can't see what your position is, is in, the, in the network, how you got disabled. Again, you might remember pieces of it, but that's not enough. In order for you to heal, you have to relive all of it, which you can do in the medicine, because that's how we're built. We're built in energy, right? We're not built as thought, we're built in an energetic realm, in consciousness in energy. So it's not enough for me to heal, to remember, or to talk about it. Again, I had to be in the whole cooking of it. If I was cooked there, I had to be uncooked. If I was cooked in 
time, space, and energy. It has to be uncooked in time, space, energy. That's the only way that healing really happens. When it's really erased, when it's really you're cleansed. <clears throat> and that can really only happen in this altered state, in this unlocked consciousness, where you have access to reliving in that energetic continuum the whole event. That's why it's so powerful. And as far as I know, you can only get into this unlocked consciousness through the medicine with the shamans who are directing the energy. And you can only see your connection to the whole network in that unlocked consciousness. <coughs> and you can only heal in that unlocked consciousness because you have the ability to relive the whole event in that, you know, continuum, in that actual reality, even though it's in the past, you are in that past. You can actually travel into that past in the medicine and relive those events. And only in that past can I fully see the whole spectrum of information, who they were, why it happened, right? What was their motivation? You know, where, where are you coming from? Right? And with me, it was like, oh, I came from this event in another lifetime that was still happening that, that the, the, effect, the effects of that event were still happening in this lifetime. It, they had an outcome for this lifetime. Right? You can't interfere in energy. You can't paralyze energy. Because if you get stuck... And I think that's why a lot of us are like, oh, I feel stuck or, you know, all of a sudden you get these like diseases or it's just you, you can't live unknown to yourself. And all of this stuff, especially if it's happening when you're younger, it's stuck in your system. You can't fight it later on. You're too weak. It's now gained so much momentum. So when you're going into the medicine, you're really going into, it's almost like you're going into the furnace of creation in a way, right? Where you can, you can go in and be healed by the very source of everything. It's like you're going into the hospital to be taken apart. I mean, that's literally what I felt like. I was in, like in a rat, in a lab, you know, as a rat, being taken apart by the universe right? It takes you apart and then puts you back together. Again, if I throw something into a plaster, right? If I throw something and then I cook it, and if I throw a bucket, if I put a cup into a piece of plaster and stick it in the, in the oven, right? It's going to shape into that, right? you're carrying that cup inside that plaster, right? 
when you go into the medicine, it dissolves you to take out the cup, right? To take out the interference. You are literally shaped by the events early on. But some of these are wedges, and these wedges are things that are not lived. They are severed from. You're severing from a time-space continuum. And if you don't release it, it gains more and more momentum, eventually poisoning your system. Energy needs to flow, right? You can't have water sitting there in a river in an eddy just going around and around that's not flowing. Right? It's like poisoning the system. The energy needs to flow. You arrive, right? There's a sequencing of what happens. Your spirit, your energy, your consciousness, all of it together combined, then you blossom into this next version of this whatever the source is sending out. And then you die, you come back and the same thing over and over. Right? If there's an interference in that sequence, if there's a hacking of that sequencing, then you're disabled. And in, you're going to be spend your whole life going around in circles trying to get to it understand it, whatever. You can't, you just can't do that in this consciousness. It's too limited. We're limited by all this physics and time space. In their medicine, because of their in an unlocked consciousness, you can actually relive that energetic space-time continuum. You relive it as it actually was. And once it's relived in that field, then it can dissolve and truly be out of your system, truly be taken out of you, so that all of you can be reshaped back to your original, to your natural order, to the natural sequencing of you. And again, these disabilities aren't obvious to the human. I mean, you know, you can look at many people and think, oh, they're having a great life, but they're absolutely disabled within, right? I think why so much of us are in distraction is because we're disabled within ourselves. We don't know how to handle it or we're trying to quieten you know, the pain and the suffering that we can't access. Or it's too terrifying for us. In the medicine, you're literally dismantled, but you're dismantled in a cushion of love and care, even though it's painful, right? It's, there's so much love there. Um, you are going back to the original furnace where you were cooked and you're being uncooked, right? Um, and you will have to relive what happened, which the reason that you've severed from it is because you it's terrifying. You're, there's no re, you're not severing, you know, having fun times. You're severing because it's too much. It was too much for that little munchkin, right? So you're going to be reliving those events in order to dissolve them, in order to dissolve the blockage in your system. Those events, <coughs> 
that unprocessed piece of you is a blockage. It got stuck in your system. But again, it can only be dissolved when it's fully lived in this unlocked consciousness. That's why these uh, ceremonies are so difficult because coming up to releasing that is your resistance. You're just fighting it. You don't want to see it. There's a reason why you don't want to see it because it's horrific to a whatever to a child, right? That's why you feel so sick and you're just, you know, with me, I was just like writhing. It was like I couldn't, there's, not, I could, could, there's nothing I could do. I was doing yoga. I was going down dog. I was just like, this thing, I, it was my resistance. And it was a terror connected to that event that really had empowered my resistance. It's a terror connected to the event empowers the resistance. And what the medicine does is, that's why it's so important to connect to the medicine. The medicine, you begin to trust the medicine, the plants, I got. you know, you begin to trust them, you begin to... They, you know, you feel their love. You begin to really, because one of the reasons, one of the things that happens to children is you don't trust anyone. If somebody's hurt you, you don't really trust anybody gives a shit. Especially if it's happening in a family, right? So when you're going, the resistances are the terror connected to the event. So that's why you build a relationship with the plants where you continuously connect to the plants because they give you, with their love and their care, they give you the embrace or the trust for you to give up the information. Right? And again, I think, again, the the resistance is equal to the amount of threat of death that you have, the threats, you know, that you have by reliving those events. But when you do, there's an enormous, you know, healing. Not immediately. I mean, immediately it's just you feel victorious. You just feel like, you know, you just puked up a human being, basically. Like you've just removed a massive obstacle. Um, and you feel brilliant. But that's just the beginning. That's just a release. And then you have to, you know, it's connected to, it's wired up to all these beliefs that you have about people, etc. And you have to go through all of that. But <clears throat> um, you're not going to get that here. There's never going to be a human being that can do that. No one <clears throat> can have as much information as you're going to get when you're in the furnace of the universe, which is in that unlocked consciousness. Where there's all this information, there's all this advanced technology, where you're literally energetically dismantled. Nowhere, no one. And all of this 
eventually unchecked becomes a disease, a cancer, a diabetes, a Parkinson's, a whatever. Unchecked, this stuff, these events take over, poison you. There's only so long I can do a tap dance and pretend everything's fine. And, you know, I can't live riddled with all this refused piece of me and think that it's died. It hasn't. It's, a, it's now become poison. Because it's been left there. And there's no energy flowing through. It's an obstacle to all my flow of energy. The, the mu- you know, the, he- the f- energy has to flow. That's how the universe works. Energy is in constant arriving, blossoming, disappearing. Arriving, evolution, blossoming, disappearing. Just endless. You can't stick an obstacle. You can't put like a, an obstacle in that. Because that piece of it will be poisoned. And in my case, it's a hack. It's a, it's a virus that interfered from another planet, from some other, that it's interfering in the sequence of nature. And it can shapeshift and it can look like the person, but it's not the person. It's some biology, some kind of, um, uh, yeah. I mean, I have no idea, but I I saw some show about aliens mixing with biology here. and I don't know. That makes sense. I mean, I can't, you know, I don't know what this thing is. I know it's some kind of biology. I know the medicine showed me it was some kind of alien. It's definitely not from this planet. But it's infecting the planet because it can move through fields that we can't see. It can shapeshift into human beings. And uh, not a pretty thing. And it's, you know, basically it's a takeover or destruction of the planet or whatever you know, one person at a time. Yeah, it's an interference in the code, basically. It's, whatever. You know, I don't want to put it into some kind of woo. It's not. It's just like, it's just nature, right? It's, um, it's like any virus. A virus comes in and you become its feeding ground. And how do you become its feeding ground? It takes over the system. Same thing. So, as you're going into the medicine, you literally are being dismantled. These things are being taken out. Or you, so, if I think about my own, how it worked for me, it was, first of all, I'd been meditating for a long time, 13 and a half years of meditation, and then I had a huge energetic break, and, it was, and I was literally like a computer. I was like, this energy, this circuits of energy went through me. And then I was given information about I had to deal with this thing that I was terrified of. Um, and, you know, there was all sorts of things that happened that, you know, in real time, which were insane. I ended up in the medicine. <clears throat> you know, one of the first things that happened to me is I had this huge exorcism. Like I had this contract was made. It was the weirdest thing. And then information about being abused. And I was definitely it was I was definitely stuck in some energetic vortex of stuff. It was a massive interference in my system. 
So it had to be, it was like a, a sinkhole that was being opened up and up and up and up and more and more information was given to me. And then I had to relive a lot of stuff in the ceremony, which was the worst. Oh, it was horrific. I think the last, I keep saying this, but my last ceremony in Peru this year was, I couldn't have wished for more death. It was just awful. And I'd given away information from some other life, in this life, to this vermin. So I was definitely station three, the person I was definitely like kidnapped in station three and dragged into this realm that was, you know, just shut me down everywhere, right? Yeah, it was a big theft. And I was stuck there. And I don't think, you know, I think, you know, I'm very grateful the medicine came to get me because I, I don't, there's no way I would have ever have known or understood nothing. I would have known nothing about any of this stuff, nothing. I would have just carried on living my little life and then God knows ended up in some cancer ward or something and died. Right. So it was a huge thing for the medicine, yeah, to heal me because I was so riddled with this poison. And I couldn't see it. So the thing is the seeing of it, right? The thing is going into this other realm to be opened up in these dimensions and to see all of the origin of you and the connections of everything that made you you. And to realize that there are many worlds and many things that work here that we cannot see, that we do not know. And that's already here. And that we're just apes, very little tiny apes running around, thinking we run the show, we don't. And to see it. Right? And to sort of return back to your secret. The thing is that we know once things are removed from you, or you're, you, you return back to the flow, right? You begin, all these obstacles are just removed, so therefore you can flow again, right? If you put obstacles in a pool of water, it's going to create different shapes, right? I'm going to have to have, make the effort to go around that obstacle, then make the effort to go around that obstacle. But it's an interference it's an interference, it's a disabling of our natural, of the flow of nature, the sequencing of nature. And we try to copy it here, and it's just, you know, really, I keep seeing these pills that are hysterical, you know. You take this pill, you know, you can not have heartburn, but you could have a stroke, you could have suicidal thoughts. I mean, it's like, what the fuck? Who takes this shit? And also, I think one of the things about, and this is my last thought, but the thing about being disabled is that you're severed from source. Right? So you think there's just this. You don't realize, oh. Or somebody comes in with some religion. It's like, oh, I'm the broker to source. It's like, no, you're not. <laughs> you're an ape, right? So all of this is very liberating on many levels. First of all, you have direct right, connection to source. This is all you healing in, you know, the furnace of the universe with no intermediaries, no weirdos, no funny outfits, no chanting, no bullshit. 
it's you you know directly with the plants in the furnace of the universe being uncooked it's amazing it's challenging it's frustrating it's difficult but it's unbelievable and also to get that connection back you know to get your signal back so to speak to get your you know you flow from that river again that's pretty amazing it's everything it's not just amazing it's the everything bye